With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group, this is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Welcome to the program, everyone. Are you a reluctant networker? Well, we've got some connection strategies and tactics to share with you today, as well as some recent tweets that I've tweeted, along with some thoughts on each one of them from me. That's all on today's version of Better Than Before. And we will begin with uh, giving you some tweets and some of my thoughts right after I tell you that Better Than Before is brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. We fit a lot of life into our Subaru Forester. Over the years, we trusted it to carry and protect the things that were most important to us. We always knew we had a lot of life ahead of us. That's why we chose a car we knew would be there for us through it all. Welcome to the all-new 2019 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Test drive one today at University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. From here, been here, always will be here. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and I'm going to take uh, four or five tweets here and give you some commentary. I'll, I'll read the tweet that I tweeted and then uh, give you some background on what I was thinking uh, for each one. Here's the first one. Human beings are social creatures. We tend to adopt characteristics of those around us. Be careful about the goals, beliefs, feelings, and attitudes of those around you. They often determine what is normal for you if you allow it. And so this tweet is all about who you surround yourself with, right? And so 
I've recently done an entire blog article about the people you surround yourself with determine your success. And you can get that at our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. And it's just the old adage that your mom used to tell you and your dad used to tell you that you got to be careful who your friends are and you got to be careful who you hang out with and you got to got to be careful what gang or what group you fall into. And that's just really true in business and in life. Uh, Jim Rohn famously said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Because again, in my tweet, I said, human beings are social creatures. We adopt we take on, we absorb characteristics of people around us. And a lot of times we think people are cool or we admire them or we like the way that they behave or whatever. And we want to be like that. And that's not always the best thing for us, right? Sometimes we can do too much of that instead of being our own authentic selves we mold and shape ourselves uh, around people who maybe we shouldn't. Or maybe the opposite is true for you, that you've always been around a, a good group of people who uh, are going the direction you want to go in. And so uh, you just got to be careful, the circle that you choose and the friends that you want to hang out with, because again, the goals, beliefs, feelings, and attitudes of those around you, we determine uh, the normal, you know, we, we get to the normal place. Normalcy is what it's called in psychology. So you got to be careful what you allow and who you allow in your circle. Here's another one. Good habits make time your ally and bad habits make time your enemy. So, you know, that's a pretty simple one that that's pretty easily understood. When you have the habits that are productive, then time's on your side and time you're going the right direction and you're in flow with time. But when you have bad habits, I mean, you ever know those people that are constantly late or maybe they're constantly not bringing the work in on time or they're not getting the project done on time or whatever. A lot of times if you go back, it's because they have good habits or bad habits. Here's the next one. Commitment to process continues your progress. And so a lot of times people fight having a process uh, because here's, here's what's going on. They're trying to fill an uncertainty need. And so people have various needs. Some people have certainty needs. They need to know for sure how things are going to turn out. And so they develop processes to make sure that that is the roadmap that always leads them to the result that they want, right? And then some people have uncertainty needs, and they're trying to fill their needs with a thrill a minute, right? It's why they, you know, go to amusement parks and ride the, uh, nobody with a high certainty need goes and gets a need met at the amusement park by riding a roller coaster, right? So, because they're in the back of their mind, they're thinking, oh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen on this ride, you know, and that fills their uncertainty need. But in work and career and productivity, that works against you. Because a good process, uh, if a good process is in place and you work the process, you can make it so that your outcomes are very highly predictable. And process actually makes you free. If you, if you have good processes, 
you can be, you can have, uh, you know, I've heard that argument where it's like, well, I just want my freedom. I don't want to be boxed in by a process. Well, the opposite is actually true. The process actually gives you more freedom. If you don't have the process and you, if, if you can color anything you wanted to color with an unimaginable and unlimited amount of crayons, you're going to have a hard time picking what to draw and what color to choose. But if you have a process that frees you from all that uncertainty and indecision, right? Here's another one. No one can minimize your self image, but you, and this is just so true. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And so it doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what people say to you. Uh, They're only going to hurt you and make you feel inferior if you allow it. You have the power to resist it. You have the power to hold your head up high. I'll never forget when I was a little boy. Um, I, most of the kids in my small little town were born the year before me or two years before me or several years before me. There was only one other boy in my town that was born the same year that I was. And so he and I kind of buddied up some, but I was always trying to play with the older kids, you know, and they wouldn't let me play with them. Uh, they said I was either too small, too young, not ready all of this and I'd go home and I'd be upset and I'd, I'd tell my mom that they wouldn't let me play. And my mom really instilled something really, really powerful in me. She said, well, you just go out in our yard and make up your own game. And that was so powerful. And even to this day, I've got this attitude that, Hey, I don't have to be in your association. I don't have to be part of your group. I don't have to be part of your thing. I can, I can do my own thing you know? And so, um, it's just really, really important to develop that early on where it doesn't matter what anybody says about you or says to you, the person who's holding their ability to do you any harm is your, is you. And so, uh, that's, that's a good one. And finally, when you start scaling your organization or scaling yourself and your own growth, You have to recognize that your old patterns of work no longer apply. Let me read that one to you again. When you start scaling or growing your organization or scaling yourself or scaling your own growth, you must recognize that your old patterns of work no longer apply. So we've been talking about good habits and bad habits. We've been talking about having processes. Um, Same thing here. When you start scaling your organization or scaling yourself, Perhaps those habits that you had before don't work anymore. Maybe those processes you had before don't work anymore. Maybe where you are putting your focus. I know I work with CEOs from time to time that they're still doing the same habits and behaviors that they were doing when they were a small company and now they're a bigger company. And when they used to go to every single meeting and now they don't have time and they have to pick and choose and they're just wearing themselves to a a frazzle, as my grandmother used to say, because they're not developing new habits. They're not recognizing that they can't do those old things anymore. They have to do new things because they're in a new stage of growth. And so this is so true. You have to understand and know where you are in the growth process and when it's time to make a shift, when it's time to make a change, when it's time to shift gears to a different place because your growth is in a different place, your destination's in a different place. So you've outgrown 
some of the old things. Sometimes we outgrow people. You know, uh, the people who got you here may not be the people to get you there. And that's painful, and you don't want to think about that, and you don't want to deal with that, but uh, it's just the truth. I mean, sometimes we just have those situations, right? So those are some recent tweets that I have put out on Twitter, and I'm just expounding on some of that here on the podcast, give you a little bit more background on some of those tweets that uh, I thought might help you. I'll have your leadership lesson about networking and connection coming up next on Better Than Before. We fit a lot of life into our Subaru Forester. Over the years, we trusted it to carry and protect the things that were most important to us. We always knew we had a lot of life ahead of us. That's why we chose a car we knew would be there for us through it all. Welcome to the all-new 2019 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Test drive one today at University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. From here, been here, always will be here. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday morning coaching memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. Over the course of my career as an executive coach and as a business advisor I've come across people who have a trouble who have trouble networking who have trouble making connection there are people who are just naturally gifted at connecting with people and then there's people who struggle with it so for those of you who struggle with networking and connection I've got you know a couple of tactics I'm going to share with you here's the first one You want to project your self-image in a way that make other people confident. So how do you do that? Well, the first thing that's going to make people more confident when they meet you is how you shake hands. Just in your handshake, right? Because your handshake is an indicator of your self-image. So is the way you dress. Everything from your hair to your shoes is an indicator of who you are and what your style may be or not be. When you use that projected image, that's going to create a first impression. And even though first impressions are not always correct, they are the ones that stick in the mind of the other person until you correct it, right? So you ask yourself, what kind of image do I have of myself? And is it reflected in the way that I dress, the way that I carry myself, in the way that I introduce myself, in the way that I shake hands, right? And so the image of you on the inside has to be grown and and perfected and strengthened, and it will work its way to the outside, right? What's the kind of image you think that you're projecting to other people? And you may go to a couple of people and just ask them, hey, when you... When you encounter me for the first time or when you encounter me, what kind of impression are you getting? And, and get ready for an honest answer and let them be honest with you, right? And do you think that image is acceptable, right? Now, you can 
have the kind of attitudes like, well, why do I got to do that? You know, or why can't I just be who I am, you know, and all of that kind of stuff? Well, you know, results can vary. And so if you're happy with the results you're getting with the image that you're projecting, I guess you don't have to change anything. But if you're not happy with the results you're getting and you're networking, you might want to think about some of the things that I'm talking about. Here's number two. Your ability to look someone in the eye as you speak to them is a telltale sign of your own self-image and self-respect. So can you look people in the eye? Can you make eye contact? It's a display of confidence. It's a display of truth. It's a display of respect for the other person. It's very annoying and very irritating when somebody won't look you in the eye. You're thinking, gee, what is wrong with this person? What do they got to hide? You know, they're acting all shifty or something. So if you find it hard to make eye contact with the other person and you don't want to do it with high beams, you know, you don't want to do it with hard eye. I call it hard eyes. You know, and you don't want to just look like you're hypnotized or something. You want to do it with soft eyes. And you don't want to do the soft eyes so much that you're, it's not a come on look. It's just somewhere in between, between come hither and I'm going to murder you. It's in between, right? I mean, ask yourself when other people can't make eye contact with you, what are you thinking? And so you just have to believe that the reverse is true. Number three, the less you focus on your motive to meet, the more likely it is your connection will be successful. So your motivation just has to be to connect with people. Take, take all the other motives out of it, right? Most people trying to make a connection have some sort of motive. I mean, everybody knows that. That's okay. Depending on when you make the ask, it should be sooner rather than later, but look for making the connection and making a friend and being accepted first. Drop your agenda and focus on the connection. Don't focus on extracting something from someone. So you, you don't want your focus to come across like you're looking for a short-term gain. You want your focus to come across like you're looking for a long-term relationship. And also, how can you help each other? Number four, take a genuine interest in other people before you ask them to take a genuine interest in you. It's the old give-get principle, right? Give, give your interest away in them before you expect them to give their interest to you. If you're trying to connect with another person, it just seems obvious to me you'd want to get to know them, not just qualify them. You know, if you've had sales training, don't just qualify them. But you want to learn from them and you want to be interested in them. The best way to find out about other people is to ask questions. And so I'd ask you, do you have a list of questions prepared in advance that will bring you an understanding of who you're meeting with? You need to do some preparation. You don't just go out to a networking event, especially if you're not very good about it. And, and if you're not, you're not looking forward to it and you're dreading it and you've got low confidence, you need to do some prep. And have a list of questions prepared in advance that, you know, will help you bridge the gap. And finally, and this just seems like good old homespun wisdom, but be friendly first and everything else falls into place. Friendliness breeds likability and trust. People do business with people they like. The twin of friendly is smiley. So people who smile are 100 times more attractive than people who don't. 
Smiling not only sets the tone for others, it's the reflection you give them about who you are. And you might say, I don't have a good smile. I don't like smiling. Okay, you're already telling me about your self-image, right? About how you feel about yourself. I don't feel like I have a good toothy smile. So I do more of a grin, right? I grin, but my whole face grins, right? When I do it. And so I, you know, I, I wish I had a great upper toothy smile. And, and they always say, you know, the Hollywood stars, when you look at them and they're on magazines in the grocery rack or whatever, you just look at a professionally done photograph. Usually you just see their upper teeth, right? When they're smiling. You don't want to, you know, have one of those smiles where you see every tooth in their head, you know. So, you know, smile with the upper teeth. And if you've got a great smile, let the world know about it, right? And so that tells people you're friendly, friendly and smiley. And so be friendly first and everything else falls into place. So those are some connection and networking tips that you can use the next time you have to go out and do some networking, especially if you don't have a plan or if you don't feel like you're good at it or you don't feel like you like it. That's our show today. We're brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and Clear Vision DEV. On behalf of Whitney Coker and William Foster, I'm Tony Richards reminding you, God is the source of all your success and everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.